Hey, it's Ian Furness for my good friend, Dr. J. Rudd at Aurora LASIK and AuroraLASIK.com. No more readers. How about that? For about 15 years, I've used reading glasses, but no more. I had refractive lens exchange. I can tell you for a fact it's a life-changing and also something I wish I would have done years ago. You need to check it out as well. Go to AuroraLASIK.com. That's AuroraLASIK.com. Dr. J. Rudd. He is absolutely sensational. Get your consultation scheduled. That's AuroraLASIK.com for your refractive lens exchange. Once you're a coach, you're always a coach. You're red zone. You know you're going to do what once you pass the ball. Sit down. Your home for the 12th man in the NFL presents Mike Holmgren. It never leaves you. Find in your spot. See where it is? Bang. You get the ball. Powered by El Gaucho, by Sharp Vision Modern LASIK, by Advanced Hair, and by Master Park Airport Valet Parking. Okay? Let's do it. One more time. Now Mike Holmgren on Seattle Sports Radio 950. Coaching, teaching, that's always been very, very important to me. KJR. And we are back live in Martin Stadium. Doing the show over here today, talking about Cougar Spring football. About time we uh, gave some love to the Crimson and Gray, but before we get back to doing that, and Luke Falk will join me in about uh, 15 minutes' time. Joining me right now on the phone, on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, Mike Holmgren. How are you, sir? Ian, I'm doing great. I have to tell you, I tuned in a little bit earlier yes. to your show. Yes. And you know what? I've always told you this, that you're – enthusiasm and the way you uh, do things on the radio has always been kind of my goal mm-hmm. but you are really on fire today you 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 must be at a happy place today <laughs> i mean I, I like to call it god's country mike i look around the rolling hills of the wheat fields of the palouse it's uh, it feels it feels good it feels like home being here i can tell you that well right you now, started so. you started talking about it and i could almost hear the music in the background i could almost I, hear I it I know. This would be like your happy place if one of your nine cabins you'd be at. <laughs> hey, I, I, I want to I give you, uh, as we get ready for the, the draft eight days from yeah. now, you know, there's going to be so much talk about the quarterback position for other teams. Seattle will probably you kind of get the feeling Seattle's going to draft a guy. They'll certainly bring a guy in, especially with the uncertainty with Boykin and his issues. Over the years, from your time in San Francisco as, a, as, an, as an assistant to your time in, in Green Bay, to Seattle as a head coach and a GM and just a head coach, have you changed and, and have you always had the same philosophy when you look at quarterbacks for the draft? Has it changed over the years? I guess my, my question would be, what does Mike Holmgren look for in a quarterback in the draft? Well, you know, I was thinking about that actually today when I, I read an article about them possibly getting a quarterback. And my first of all, the overriding philosophy was that we were going to take one. We were going to take one somewhere in the draft, you know, a Brunel, a Hasselbeck, uh, these guys, we take them in the fourth or fifth or sixth round because then I wanted to, it, 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 you know, we liked them enough to take them, but we, you know, you're never sure to the quarterback, but, you know, get them in your system, teach them, see how they respond to things the way you do things. Mm-hmm. And then the the hard part was Favre never got hurt. And so those guys wound up going elsewhere and starting and having great careers. Um, but I tried to do that. As far as looking at quarterbacks, um, I was thinking today, my first job with the San Francisco 49ers under Bill Walsh was to travel the country and look at every, uh, I had a list of seven, actually, quarterbacks that, that he he thought were, were worth looking at. And I had to write a report, come back, and in front of the staff, and I'm a new coach on that staff, uh, give a report, a verbal report, endorsing these guys or or, or whatever. You know, I worked out Harbaugh, Gannon, uh, 
a kid named Craig Erickson from Miami. I was all over the country doing this like a crazy person. But it taught me a lot because Bill was very, very thorough. And it's such an important position that, um, you know, it has to be done. And if you can hit one, you hit one, and, 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 and then you, you just thank your lucky stars. You know, the problem is when you get in a situation where you have to have a quarterback – you know, you, you can't, you know, you can't, you got other pieces in place, but you don't have a quarterback. Then, then you're forced to at times reach just a little bit. And that, that I've also gone through that. So, um, it, but it's a big deal. I don't think the Seahawks don't have, to, they're, they're not in that position, but it wouldn't surprise me that they, they draft one. I feel it's, we're going to have uh, Luke Falk's going to be here in a minute. Uh, in a few minutes, I'm going to talk to him from Washington state, a guy that's putting up incredible numbers over the years. And there's yeah. some that will say he's a system guy. I think if you watch him enough and you have, I, I mean, there's, you, you can you can be any system guy you want. You still have to have some talent to throw the ball and, and everything like right. that. Uh, but I, I think of a guy like Luke who could have come out this year. I think of a kid like Deshaun Watson who played in two championship games for, for Clemson. And it feels as if, and maybe I'm wrong here, but it feels like sometimes the kid that plays longer in college at that position they get downgraded. It's almost like people look for things to go wrong as opposed to what they've done right. And then you get a kid like the Drabinsky kid, the, the guy from, from North Carolina, all of a sudden, hey, you know what? He's, <laughs> this, guy, this guy hasn't played a ton, uh, and yet he might be the first pick overall. I, yeah. I always wonder for you, how much does experience and big game experience matter at that position? I think it matters. I think you have to be really careful about that because, you, you, first of all, you can't involve yourself in the hype. And you really can't listen to anybody else. You have to go in with your set of standards, and then you have to evaluate it. And if they and people say, "Oh, now you're making a mistake," or "or oh, that's a great pick," or whatever, you don't listen to those people. You know what you want in the position. Uh, as an example, there are a lot of young people, and and you you said it. They're they're quote unquote systems quarterbacks. Now, does that mean anything? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It, it takes a little longer for a guy like that to to fit into an NFL style of play, I think. And so if you have the time to do that and develop them, that's good. But a lot of teams don't have that time. So you have to be careful with that. But uh, I think that's a real thing. I, I really do that systems thing. And, and the guys that play longer and you get to see them more on film in big games and all that kind of stuff, you just have a better idea of how they're going to fit into your system yeah the watson thing's the one i don't get you know here's a guy that's i mean goodness me i mean he 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 just beat the best defense in the country in alabama and yet you know i hear people finding more wrong than right with with his game and then you get a kid from north carolina that's played one season of college football and everyone falls in love with them and i just i i don't know it's it's an odd thing to me i guess well no no i i think no i i get it too i hear you it's just that i think when people you have to be convinced. You have to be very, very sure that the young man passes the ball well enough to play in this league. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that's the number one thing. You know, because you get a lot of great athletes. The young man from Clemson, you know, he, 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 he's a tremendous player. Tremendous player. Now, I, and I haven't studied him enough to, to make any sort of comment on what kind of a thrower he is. Right. But, but, but you have got to be convinced that the guy can throw. You know, because a lot of guys can run, and a lot of guys you know, are good leaders, and they're they're feisty, and you and you like everything about them. But if they don't pass the ball well enough, then they're never going to get you where you want to get, and that's the Super Bowl. 
What's more important to you, accuracy or arm strength? Accuracy. There's no question about it. Now, you can't, you can't throw softballs. Right. But, you know, you have got to be an accurate passer. You know, and I've had, look, at, I've had all sorts of quarterbacks, you know, uh, starting with Joe Montana and Steve Young and Brett Favre and Hasselbeck and all these guys, and they're all different. And they all have different velocities. But I will say this, of all of them, I, I think, you know, Joe Montana, I think you, you could argue the point that he was the greatest that ever played. Right. Um, but, and you would say that he didn't have nearly the velocity that Brett Favre had, as an example. Yeah. But I would, I would say this, without any, any hesitation, he was the most accurate thrower I've ever seen. You know, you and he can't, pardon me? Give me one final thought on what's going on in the mind of a coach and a GM eight days out. What's 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 happening now? All the heavy lifting has been done, correct? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much the board is set, and depending on how paranoid the uh, general manager is, it's probably locked. No one can see it. And it's very funny how people do that kind of stuff. But uh, now it's a matter of, of, of making sure of phoning all the other teams and letting them know what, you know, uh, phone us on draft day, we're willing to move. You're setting up draft day strategies and you're talking about those things and but you have to really be careful in that that all of a sudden you don't have a dream one night and decide wait a second i got to go in and change this you know because you've done your homework and right. uh, you have to be careful that you don't you don't make some sort of a crazy move that way all right listen oh, oh eight days we're going to see each other at the uh, facility right we'll be at that's the right uh, i'm, okay. I'm not going to stay as long as you are but i'll be there I'll stay as long as I'm supposed to. I, 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 I'm going to get out of there as soon as I can once they finish serving dinner, you know. All right. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon, Mike. Thank you very much. All right, buddy. There you go. Mike Holmgren joining us uh, as he does every week at uh, 2 o'clock, and he'll be with us for all of our draft coverage out of the VMAC for the Seahawks next week. We'll- hey, it's Ian Furness for my good friend, Dr. J. Rudd at Aurora LASIK and AuroraLASIK.com. No more readers. How about that? For about 15 years, I've used reading glasses, but no more. I had refractive lens exchange. I can tell you for a fact it's a life-changing and also something I wish I would have done years ago. You need to check it out as well. Go to AuroraLASIK.com. That's AuroraLASIK.com. Dr. J. Rudd, he is absolutely sensational. Get your consultation scheduled. That's AuroraLASIK.com for your refractive lens exchange.